Once again, to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast, I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. You know, opposite things trigger different kinds of people. Some are afraid of loud noises. Some get unnerved if things get too quiet. The other end of the spectrum. You get the idea. But you know, there's a phenomenon that to me is just an amazing one, and we're going to get into it today. It's the opposite of paranoia. It's something called pronoia. Now, a person suffering from paranoia, as we know, feels that people or entities around them are out to get them. They're plotting to do them harm. But check this out. A person who has what, again, is called pronoia feels that people or entities around them are plotting to do them good. Everybody's not out to get them. Everybody's out to help them. Now, this can be dangerous, obviously, because as we know, the world isn't like that. And there are bad people out there. But I just wonder what it must be like to go through life with pronoia. I imagine it would be a pretty happy existence. I'm sure these ones maybe have bubblegum pop or the sun-drenched harmonies of sunshine pop going on inside their brains all the time. It's interesting. The playlist for this one, which we'll get to at the end of this episode later, is going to consist of 100% music that's just like this this time around. You just wait. It will be happier than humanly possible, happier than should be allowed. Way too much sugar going on in there, but you're going to love it. Honestly, though, think about the concept, pronoia. Here's what the American Psychological Association says about it. It says that it's the delusion that others always think well of you. Actions and the product of one's efforts are always thought to be well-received and praised by others. Mere acquaintances are thought to be close friends. Politeness and the exchange of pleasantries are often taken as expressions of deep deep attachment and the promise of future support. It closes with this. It says, Pronoia appears to be rooted in the social complexity and cultural ambiguity of humans' lives as humans have become increasingly dependent on the opinions of others based on uncertain criteria. But in this case, again, it's just assuming the positive. You know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I, I picture Hollywood versions of this kind of a character might be like Dora the Explorer for females and maybe Kenneth the Page from 30 Rock for males. People who whistle while they work. People with sunshine on their shoulders people who might actually utter sincerely the phrase zippity-doo-dah in casual conversation. Imagine going through life believing that when the guy in the car behind you is in a hurry and beeps at you, that you interpret this as 
he's essentially singing for he's a jolly good fellow to you. And it happens constantly, all the time. You fail a test, you didn't really fail, you got an A. The teacher only said you failed because you did so much better than the other students that the teacher didn't want them to be embarrassed by their lower grades. You go through a drive-through and order a hamburger and fries, and when you get home, you see there's no fries. The thing is, they didn't forget them. Those people at that fast food place love you so much, and they know that fries are not good for you, so they left them out because they care. Dude, all I have to say is sign me up for this. I know it's totally delusional, but, but how much happier would we be if we got into this mindset and lived there? Again, barring the probability of people taking advantage of us. I mean, weren't we told by those who love us that, no, 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 they're not laughing at you. They're laughing with you. Well, this is the equivalent to really believing this. And the thing is, even if they are laughing at us, if we don't see it that way, it won't hurt as much. This all reminds me of the expression that ignorance is bliss. You know, the old proverb that it's better to remain unaware or ignorant of something that may otherwise cause one stress. So like, if you don't know about something, you don't need to worry about it. Well, that expression comes from a 1742 Thomas Gray poem, Ode on a Distant Prospect of Eton College. The quote is, where ignorance is bliss, tis folly to be wise. That's kind of what's going on here. But the exception with pronoia in this regard is that it doesn't mean unintelligence at all. It doesn't mean any unintelligence is happening. Very bright people have been people with pronoia. You can be positive to the point of delusion. That doesn't change the fact that you can also still be very, very smart. Now, it may seem as we're going through this that I'm advocating pronoia. It probably totally is coming across that way, but that's not what I'm doing. Honestly, I'm not advocating anything. I just wonder what it must be like to go through life like this. Let's tie this into some pop culture. You know, one of my favorite documentary films of all time was the 1976 film, Grey Gardens. Have you seen that? It's kind of a rough watch, but it's, it's very, very complex. Here's how it's summarized by the Taste of Cinema website. This is what they say about Grey Gardens. It says, there's no need to search through fiction to get a sense of what it is to live in a state of delusion or decay. Take a look at Grey Gardens, a documentary about the day-to-day -day life of mother and daughter, Big Edie and Little Edie Beale, ex-socialites and relatives of Jackie Onassis. In 1971, they were exposed in the news for living in the most deplorable conditions in their summer house. And this house at one time had one of the most beautiful gardens in New York. The, the incident caught the idea of the Maisels brothers who are filmmakers. 
Now, the most interesting thing about this film is that no brilliant mind could ever have thought of such characters as Big and Little Edie. These women were too out of this world to ever be invented. And again, I'm reading directly from uh, that website, which was it again, uh, Taste of Cinema website. The documentary doesn't try to accomplish anything in particular and lets the two eccentric and fascinating leads carry it with their rumbling about accomplishments and regrets as they face a house that reflects what society has done to them. For a hundred minutes, the viewer is consumed by a very complicated relationship between mother and daughter and their illusions of greatness as they go through life in their own unique way. That's what they have to say. Uh, here, here goes my take on it. I don't know exactly why I am so drawn to this film, but honestly, minimum, I watch this thing at least once a year. These two ladies are so unbelievably dysfunctional, and I can't get enough of it, especially little Edie. She lives, breathes, and just shines radiantly in the middle of this cat and raccoon infested dilapidated mansion she really bonded with the filmmakers and even decades later they kept in touch now big edie the mother is 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 really she's the tough one of the two to watch for me in this movie she's really horrible to the daughter in this movie always telling her that she made wrong choices that she doesn't do things well that she's not capable of doing things she's doing everything wrong but in spite of all this, little Edie will literally sing or dance on request happily. You see, she was delusional, but she wasn't broken. She, in her mind, came across as truly believing that she was still the beauty queen of her youth, that she was still high society. And if she could just get out and move on, she'd be a huge star. Now, I'm using all of this, and especially Little Edie as a reference here, because watching her is both sad and extremely joyous at the same time. It's both depressing and inspirational. These are all extremely hard boundaries to hit and to set, but she did it. And you know what? She wasn't a character. She wasn't an actress. She was a real, living, breathing person. And you know what's crazy about all this? I've read online many times people commenting that they wish they could be her, that her life seemed great because she was so comfortable in her own skin. She, because of this film, actually became a beloved and popular person to many, many people. But here's the thing. Even if the film was never made, she believes she already was. So what can we take from all this? Well, the concept of singing a happy song and skipping down the road and taking that frown and turning it upside down, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's not fodder for laughter to me. It's beautiful. I wish that was me. I want to be the Dick Van Dyke character with a really bad British accent dancing with the animated penguins. I want to live in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Shoot, I want to help out in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I want to feed that man's fish. 
I want to listen to the neighborhood's only police officer, Francois Clemens, sing opera, and I want to get speedy deliveries from Mr. McFeely. But the balance with all this stuff is realism. What's real and what's not? The fact is, is that Mr. Rogers' neighborhood was not a real neighborhood. It was a set with the small-scale neighborhood model we watched with that little overhead view while Johnny Costa jammed hard, mind-blowing jazz on the piano. This is not being morbid. It's not being negative. It's just realistically knowing that the world has great people in it. But it also has its share of what Lou Reed once referred to as evil mothers that will tell you life is just dirt. So let's wrap this up here. I think we just honestly have to meet in the middle. Put it this way. We can make ourselves the grand marshals of our own extravagant event, where our lives are a constant series of riding on top of float after float made of roses while we wave at adoring crowds on either side of the road, whether they're existent or non-existent. Just as long as we at the same time realize that sadly, some parades do get rained on. Here's the key. You just have to be ready for the next one. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And if, if these songs don't make you happy, you, you might just be dead. <laughs> we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Pro Noia, Come On Get Happy playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Pro Noia, Come On Get Happy. Now, presenting track one is the musical equivalent to handing you a flower. <laughs> the song is A Beautiful Morning, and it is by The Rascals. Song number two is Harper's Bazaar with the song Come to the Sunshine. Number three is Windy by The Association. Larry Ramos of this band was nice enough to, to have granted me an interview, and he told me all about playing at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967. It was really cool. So Windy by The Association is number three. Number four is The Fifth Dimension with the happy, happy, happy song, Up, Up, and Away. Number five is The Zombies with This Will Be Our Year. Guys, if you like 60s music, great pop and psychedelia, check out the record this is on. It's called Odyssey and Oracle. It's a total hidden gem in the sense that none of this stuff gets played on the radio from the 1960s. And honestly, I think some of it comes close to rivaling the Beatles for its time. It's that good. Check it out. Number six, let me warn you. When you listen to number six, it's quite possible that cartoon birds will land on your shoulder and kiss you on the cheek. It's the song that I'd probably have on repeat all the time if I had Pronoia. It's the amazing group, the free design, and the song Kites Are Fun. They wrote a song, or they sang a song called Kites Are Fun. Come on. Number seven, 
This is by a duo named Friend and Lover. <laughs> this one is called Reach Out of the Darkness. And you know what? When you do, I'm pretty sure that Friend and Lover will be right there. You just watch. Number eight is a track called 5 AM by a band called the Millennium. It's about how awesome it is to wake up early to start your day because of all the great things going on that you'd be missing if you stayed asleep. This is like if Bob Ross wrote a song. Number nine, Sunday Afternoon by a group called Blossom Deary. And number 10 is by Cornelius. Cornelius is the name or the stage name of a Japanese musician that makes killer electronica. He also rocks really hard sometimes but he's just all over the place eclectic with his music and he captures sunshine pop perfectly on this track, which is called chapter eight seashore and horizon. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash pronoia. Come on, get happy. And it'll pop up for you right there. Just like a flower in a field. Listen to this, guys. Our demographics reports show that we have some new listeners out there, in addition to all the countries and states in this country where we have regular listeners of this program. We now also have listeners in Everett, Massachusetts, and in Clermont, Florida. We're very happy you're here. Welcome to Refresher. This show simply would not exist without all of you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends, let people that you think might like it know about us. Now, feel free to make reference to this on your social media if that's something that you're comfortable doing. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, only if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. You just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. And if you're so inclined, that would be great. It could be as little as 99 cents a month. But as I always say, and as I'm always going to say, whether you do this or whether you don't, please don't worry about it. Feel free to listen anytime and enjoy anytime, whether you donate to the program or whether you don't. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.